Now you don't have a choice but to be ready. Oh! All right. There you go. That's good. All right. Yeah. It's the exact same way it was before. It's not the only thing you can't raise your hat, but you're fine. It's Johnson lifters. It's not a big deal. Do you want to tell them what we're doing while I type this out? Oh, I'm not going to do like the jazz solo drum beat intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Go. Hello and welcome to the Clapped Out Podcast. Joining me as always is my co-host, Logan Tarrant. My name is Ry Clamp, and we're going to take you on a smooth, sultry journey to Flavortown. Flavortown? Flavortown. Going to Flavortown and kick Guy Fieri's ass. Man, Guy Fieri, more like Guy fears me. And set all his yellow cars on fire. It's a terrible color for a car. It is. Yellow is the worst, which is really it. odd because orange Don't is you dare. color. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say the, the Caprice is yellow. It's cream. No, it's not. I agree. <laughs> we're live on the Book of Face. Today. Welcome to the Clapped Out Podcast presented by Monster Collection. In association with Brian Tooley Racing and Horse Performance Turbochargers. Turbochargers. Brought to you live by by all those companies. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I want to talk about the Ukraine. Boy, (laughs) going that way. Get right into it. No, for real though. Let's talk about that. You really want to politically charged? I've been paying zero attention to it, honestly. Ever since you retired, man, it's nothing's changed. Dude. Even when I was in, when I was in, I probably cared even less because I'm like, oh, whatever's gonna happen is inevitable. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good look. I like it. Oh man, can you hear all that in the background? Yes, I have I can. speakers. Okay, good. Is it better now? Yes, because I turned off the speakers. So. um Let's jump right into the nitty gritty. Nick Taylor. Yeah. Got to hang out with him and uh, all the boys from. I'm actually I'm wearing their hoodie today. Shout out to everybody. I want to talk about how I feel about Nick Taylor real quick. Mid-American Customs. Because something surprised me about Nick Taylor. What was that? Let me fix my. I, do I look okay on camera? Do I need to fix my face or the camera? You're fine. This is an audio first format, so nobody really cares. Yeah, but I want to know that I look like at least presentable to the human being. Okay, so Nick Taylor. Can I say his name again? Just for solidarity. Yeah, Rick Tyler. <laughs> so I was under the assumption that Nick was a smaller stature individual. There's a lot of pictures that get posted of him, and I thought he was like five foot four. <laughs> I thought he was a, I thought he was a very small individual. I thought he was like the Charlie Day to the Sonny in Philadelphia cast. Uh, I really didn't. Yeah. I just like the pic. So now, after you told me that he's like six foot two or three or whatever, however tall he is, yeah, I went back and I'm looking at his pictures like very creepily. The dogs are going ape shit banana pants over there. Um, Frank's been barking at leaves all day. Sorry <laughs> if you can hear it. Very, very at- atrocious leaf situation. I thought he was five foot tall. He's not. He's tall. He's a taller guy. Yeah, he's. That's insane. Shoulder to shoulder with me, basically. I'm six five. He's a little shorter than I am, but uh, like I told you on the phone, we got a pretty good little interview with him yesterday at Darlington. 
I want to see this interview. I'm very excited for this interview. It'll be coming out this week. I just dropped a video earlier today about about the adventures this Thursday. So for those of you that are new to the channel or um, just haven't aren't friends with me on Facebook or haven't seen anything I posted or hate me either way, when I moved, (laughs) when I moved to Kentucky originally prior to moving to Kentucky, I bought a Datsun 280Z and the car was pretty clean it was like a hundred thousand mile car it needed a lot of like button up stuff but it was a stock car and i bought it and i was working for a company called th motorsports at the time and they're a, a big e-commerce um you know, drop ship style company and they sell a ton of parts online and that's who i was working for and their office was in morton grove illinois which is a burb of chicago and I was really, I miss Kentucky a ton and the owner of TH was gracious enough to let me stay, keep my job at work remotely and move to Kentucky. I brought the Datsun with me, but working in like a spare bedroom and just doing part sales over the phone all day, it murders your drive, your willingness, your care about motorsports. Like you don't want to do anything. You get done, you log off. Like something that I think isn't talked about enough is the stamina it takes Let's just take Brian Tilly Racing, for example. To be a Brian Tilly Racing sales engineer, I think is the job title they call him, mm-hmm. to be one of those guys on the phone that answers calls all day and talks to the average LS consumer. Dude. It's got to be mentally exhausting. I can only imagine. Dude, dude. Oh, my God. Like, and, and, you know, every once in a while, you get a really, really bad one. And even a dynasty, I get some calls where I just want to just walk away from the industry entirely. You know what I mean? It's just like, you can't believe that this, the capacity of the human being to be such a moron and God bless the dudes at BTR and any sales people in that manner and motorsports, all that to say. So I was doing that full time for my spare bedroom. It's making very good money. And I was miserable. I hated my existence. I hated motorsports, hated cars, and it just made it, it made it that much worse. Yeah. So I, I had this Datsun in the wings. And I decided to start a little side gig where I wasn't doing any YouTube videos. I was just doing articles and like taking pictures. I called it clapped out. And that's the Datsun is what I used kind of as a jump off point for clapped out. And then obviously, um, like everything, I get bored and tired of it. So I sold it (laughs) after it was turbo. I moved to Kentucky. I'm sorry, I moved to Louisville turboed it, whatever you'll see. If you watch the video on YouTube, you find out like what the story is behind that, but I sold it and um, didn't have immediate regret. I didn't really care. Um, but then it changed hands again and then it changed hands again. And it was kind of hard. It was like watching something that I really cared about, just get kicked down the road again and again and again. And all that to say, like the condition, the cars are now is not perfect by any means. It's worse for wear, but it's also been raced a ton. I didn't race the car at all i went to a couple like no prep airstrip style events but i never really raced the car seriously or competitively and i I jump on facebook and it's for sale this is a thursday morning i called you i was very excited and you were like (laughs) (laughs) your level of excitement did not help to be fair you also woke me up so it was like 10 a.m yeah i was on my third nap that's fair you are retired so I drove Thursday. The owner of the car, his name's Tyler, super nice dude, hits me up. I said, all right, man, I, 
I want the car. I'm going to take it. And he listed it for a really good price. And he starts sending me these screenshots, of the other people, like these fucking vultures trying to buy it out from under me. And I'm like on my way to buy the car. He held it for me. I drove all the way to South Carolina. I left work. I walked up to Hal at dynasty. I'm like, yo, I need to go to, to buy this car. And he's like, all right, later. I'm like, for real? Took my 200,000 mile truck, which I was like, I hope it makes it <laughs> my trailer. I haven't even checked the tires on the trailer. And I just hit the road and I turned and burned. It was like 16 hours round trip, 16 or 17 hours round trip. Left at 10 a.m. And I got back around 3 a.m. So do the math. I don't know what that amounts to. Mm, I don't know either. 10 a.m., 10 p.m. is 12, 11, 18, 19, 4, 1, 2, 3, 20, 20 hours, 14, about 14 hours, 15 yeah, hours, 20 whatever. hours, roughly nonstop there and back. By the time I got on my home, like the road home, you know, like when you're falling asleep at the wheel and you're for sure seeing double. Like everything's going across, dude. I could not see shit, dude. So bad. Got home, got the car unloaded. Makes you not makes you realize why they call them rest areas, dude. And I remember vividly watching my dad fall asleep at the wheel when we would drive to North Carolina. My grandparents lived in Raleigh, and I'd look over and he'd be like. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest dream. We're, like, we're yeah. like so close to careening off the mountaintop, and he's like, Oh, how about that? You're like, Dad, the, the weirdest dream. You know, you're driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the car's back in the garage, and it is, I'm so torn on what to do with this thing, man. I, I, I've been curious about what you're going to do with it because you've, you've, you've done some flip flopping on it a little bit. And I have short, I, a few days of ownership. I had it. I had the car already. Like I had the perfect buyer for the car before I even got it. Um, and not with the intentions to sell it, but like, it was just a backup. Like if all else fails, I I know I could sell the car to this person and I feel good about him buying it. And I immediately decided I'm not going to sell the car right away. There's no way I'll sell it right away. And then I got it home and I put it in the garage and I'm just staring at it. Like, Oh, you poor sweet bitch. You've been through so much. You're so excited. You were so excited on the way to go get it that you were like, I, I don't care about it. I'm selling everything. Everything, but I'm the caprice in this. This is yes. because what, what did I say on the conversation we had? You were chasing the Civic, which was your first car. And yep. that one is, I mean, that dream is come to a complete dead end because that car no longer exists. Yeah. So this was the next best thing. Absolutely. And so it really you was. It, where you're like, oh, I can just, I get like selling it's a fallback, but. The RX-7, I love the RX-7. And I'd probably feel the same way about the RX-7 as I do about the Datsun right now if I ended up selling it and buying it back. Mm -hmm. But the the Datsun was a uh, more of a cornerstone car. You know what I mean? It was more of a, it meant, not that the RX-7 doesn't mean as much. I mean, I have done a ton with that car and and we've met a lot of, of awesome people through that vehicle, but the Datsun was just what it is. And even like sitting in the garage and staring at them both together, I keep like, going over what it's going to cost to do this and that and the other. And man, I should sell this. I should sell that. And then I think to myself, fuck it. I'm not going to sell anything. I'm just going to work harder to be able to keep everything. And that's kind of where my head is now. And it's just going to be whatever it takes, just hustle as much as we have to and be able to keep both. Someone, uh, my buddy Blake joked on that post that YouTube money kicking in. I don't know if you saw, I posted a screenshot (laughs) and it was like our $59 earning revenue. I'm like, yeah, that's what's doing it. That YouTube money boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it is no i i'm i think you're coming around to like where i am i and you know i've had this conversation multiple times like i don't buy stuff to flip 
I yeah. buy it because I, that's something that I want. Like I have a, a list of like a bucket list of I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. I just don't have the space. So yeah. if I have the chance to get it, I get it. And then I hold on to it very tightly, unless like the Corvette when I had the C5 for a very Yeah, that was an easy, that wasn't even like a sentimental yeah. deal though. That was an easy answer there in it, my opinion. Yeah, because I ultimately I wanted the C6. I had a C5, kind of the same car and the underpinnings and stuff like that. But For those of you listening, Rye bought a C5 Z06 from a buddy of his, and it came with a bunch of really like awesome extras. Yeah. And it made it very easy for him to say, you know what, this was fun, but it's time to move on. I'd say that's about an accurate description. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it and is cool to have cars like that, though. I wish I could do that more, like the 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 art of the flip. But for me, my anxiety level is so high because, you know, it's gambling. It's the same reason I don't like gambling. Like when we yes. go to casinos, my wife will sit there and she'll drop six, seven hundred dollars playing slots all damn day and night and be happy. <laughs> like, that I'm was down, wild, dude. Like, oh, I'm down 300. Big deal. At the end of that, I'm like, dude, I'm up 50 bucks on blackjack. Like, I'm out. I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm done. <laughs> um, you know, though, I think it's a there's someone in the comments asking any tips on how to track down an old car. And don't, don't do it. <laughs> you might not like what you find. Dude, I'm still, I have PTSD over that. I, God, man, how heartbreaking that was. Like I have been through, I have been in serious relationships that have ended and um, it didn't hurt as bad as that. Like I came home to an empty house one time and I, and I would have, I'd rather not that I want Jasmine to leave me. God, please don't leave me if you're listening to the love of God. I need you so badly in my life. However, like other people I've been with, I come home and it's like, oh, this isn't working out. And it's like, all right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. And this was like getting shot in the face with a sawed off. And, and the, the this he's referring to is you tracking down your first car, thinking over was, the course of years. Like yeah. I first posted and, and Scotty, you, you asked about this. Um, hey, John L., did you have a serious relationship with your CO2 bottle this weekend? Or did you just. <laughs> Just wondering. You hit me with a double cap, so I'm just curious if you're going to keep losing because you, quote, forget to turn CO2 on or maybe because you knew you were covered by seven fucking bus lengths. Anyway, um, God, I hope I hope he wants to race the Datsun and I sell it before we can race him. Oh, um, my God. I'll make sure. He says, that. I hate you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Um, so, Scotty, let's go back. How do you tr track down an old car? You post a thread on Honda Tech in 2012 and then you just keep referring back to the thread and chasing loose ends until you finally find the last owner who tells you the kid he sold it to put it into a fucking tree yeah and then you just jump off this roof of your house head first oh mr wes ellis is in the comments shout out to wes the uh newest manager at darlington motorsports park in heart hear that dude stacked is it true the rumors about wes I don't know. I, he's, uh, you know, I'm going to keep this one PG for him. <laughs> we'll keep it for I don't know. I just, oh, because oh, he's a manager. Can I keep it not PG? Yeah, go for it. I think Wes is, is a good person, and I appreciate all he's done for the drag strip. He smells terrific. I'll See? say that. There you go. That's, yeah. PG. That's about as PG as I get. There we um, go. But yeah, so Dotson's been reclaimed in the stable. I don't know what I'm going to do with the thing. I really don't. It literally looks like it. Honestly, when you look at that car, it looks like it needs to just go to a, a street. 
<laughs> they say it looks like a straight up no prep car. It looks pretty every angle. Yeah, it looks rowdy. The best part is the weight plate in the back and the trunk. Yeah. With it, it's good though because if I crash the car, there's two of those clips. Like, oh yeah, yeah, those little you know the clips bench clips. clips? <laughs> those will definitely two. keep everything from slamming you in the back of the head. <laughs> Dude, what more damage could they do? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been punched in the face so many times I can't tell the way up. We were racing in a car yesterday with 200 pounds of salt in the back and just bags. So it's nice because if those wreck and it spreads salt all over the track, then yeah, it's already a no prep. There's nothing to clean up. You just leave it there, man, so. dude. Um, oh, so what happens? <laughs> I want to. I'll wait for that one. I'll bring that up later. Um, but yeah, no, I'm stoked on the car. I don't know what to do with it just yet. It's got a lot of stuff that I want to change over, fix up, clean up. It just needs a lot of cleanup, um, but nothing. I, I don't think I can't handle. So I think it's a great starting platform, and when you put your personal twist on it, it'll look awesome i love the personal twist why don't we talk yeah they're super sick let's talk about your little no prep section this weekend yeah uh so we hit up um cory stamper's race uh the palmetto no prep series this is the thaw out at darlington south carolina uh their darlington motorsports park it's back of the track so you race from the shutdown we're heading back towards the starting line and let me interrupt for two seconds Mm -hmm. darlington in general, just so you have a feel, because I am not from your area. Yeah. How far is Darlington from you? Three hours and 30 minutes. So I have heard, I'm obviously a decent chunk away from you. I have heard nothing but complimentary stuff about Darlington in the time that I have been involved with yeah. this level of racing. Would you say, would you agree or disagree that the facility is well run and has a nice setup? And also, it's... how do you feel about Stamper's ability to put an event on? The Darlington facility, we've gone there for drag week. We've gone there for private test session. Uh, and we've gone there twice now for their no prep events. Um, the facility itself, the surface is fantastic. They put on a killer event every time we go down there. Um, Rhett Gardner, I believe, is handing over the keys to the facility, the managerial position to Wes. Wes is... Oh, that's uh, the dude I was just talking about smelling? Yeah, Wes is now the new manager taking over and following behind uh, Rhett. Rhett Congrats, Big West. Congrats, Big West. West was local here to us and moved down down to Darlington. I uh, can't blame him for that. And that track is set up, and it's, I mean, you can go extremely fast there in the quarter. And the surface itself, like, it's laser smooth concrete. If you want to run the front of the track, you want to go on a test and two night and run radial stuff and, and want radial prep, you get it. Uh, the shutdown is like racing on a cheese grater. It's probably, and I think a lot of guys that do this no prep stuff will, the back of the track stuff will agree that it is one of the trickier surfaces to actually try to get down. So if you can figure out Darlington, you can basically figure out most or any of these back of the track surfaces. And the way Corey runs this race, we started, I think oh I got God. there. <laughs> I got there at 1215, uh, running cars, at noon and i think the racing was completely done by 8 8 30 at night so you're so, telling me that stamper puts a way better event on than duck yeah 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 i mean so, you know, let me you know, just, it's not i'm gonna go ahead and throw this and... out there i think duck <laughs> is a fucking asshole 
I think Donald I Long is do. a jackass, moron, loudmouth. I don't understand why people support him as much as they do. And I don't care to go on record because I'll never race to that level anyway. Yeah. So let's put, I'll put it on a shirt. It doesn't have to be a clapped out shirt, but I'll just say, why the fuck are you supporting Donald Long anymore? This guy sucks. Why when he went the, off about why those the fuck cops, support the duck. There you go. Yeah. Why? <laughs> don't fuck with duck. Oh, <laughs> I, there, I don't fuck with duck. So that the reason I brought, I brought up uh, Cuck X Productions is um <laughs> there <laughs> fletcher cox who i have constantly like tried to get to respond to my shit on facebook because i'm just enamored by the fact that we're the same age and he's yeah. a, a millionaire and 12 foot tall and 500 pounds of beef the dude just looks like he could break me in half over his knee which all sounds like i'm sexually attracted to him which i'm not going to deny but all i'm going to say here is he posted up I'm also engaged to a woman. So Fletcher, if you're listening to this, we'll all end that immediately. So um, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Jasmine. Don't leave me. Um, so Fletcher posted up. And did you see this thread between all the people? Holy shit. It was funny. So he posted up basically bashing duck surface. They're bashing the race because it was like a grease trap out there. No one could get down in the sun. And only time anyone went fast was the sun's down. And then a bunch of other racers came in and they were like, Sounds like you don't know how to race and blah, blah, blah. But like it was a spin fest. The live feed sucked. Just all this stuff. And and it was one of the funniest things in the world because he posts because Fletcher doesn't give a shit. I don't know if you've ever seen the way he posts. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. went after fucking Swanstrom. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was it was so fulfilling to see this shit go back and forth. And I don't give a shit. I don't have a dog in that fight. I am a pea in this sea yeah. of bigger cucumbers. I'm doing vegetable references now. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's my new thing. At the end of the day, if you if you uh have a chance to jump back to Fletcher's profile page, it's a public post and it is so funny to read through the comments. Now, this event that went on at Darlington, there was a couple people that tagged the event in the live feed. Oh. in these posts and we're like if you guys actually want to see cars go fast a to b and they wow. tagged it saying that cars were going faster i mean obviously there's no way to tell yeah. but they're saying that cars were moving i'll say this i think it happened right before i got there i got there when the first round of small tires started we were in outlaw street um and first round of small tires started and i got there shortly after um somebody tagged the wall i can't i don't know her name she uh drives the maverick that used to belong to bobby ducati yeah. from uh new orleans but now it's like a no prep only car back the track stuff and this is i hate to see anybody tear the car up and that was the only car out of and this is this is for everybody that says no prep racing stupid back the track no prep racing is even dumber why would you tear up a perfectly good running car I don't know how many cars got wrecked this weekend at Ducks Race, but I bet it's probably more than got wrecked at Corey's Race on one of the shittiest surfaces on the planet because I only saw one car get into the wall. But everybody was fine. The car can be fixed. But as, and I don't think he meant to do it. So Corey hires a DJ. Okay. And <laughs> I heard he loved where there's this a is DJ going. sitting there. He's, you know, spinning music. As the flatbed comes by with this woman's busted up race car on the back of it, he starts playing Rick James. She's all right. She's oh my right. God. That girl's all right. And I'm, I was talking to, uh, I think I was talking to Nick from Mid America, Nick Taylor. And I'm like, hold on, are you hearing what's playing? <laughs> I was like, is anybody else hearing this? Like, oh I'm my the only God. One. I was like, too soon, homie, but 
uh, you know what, the, though? It's a well-timed situation, was, in my opinion. God, it was so funny. But the uh, the races ran exceptionally well. Like, Corey has a handle on how to corral all these cars. Like, you know, you're racing at the the backside of the track. There's no PA down there. There's no audio. They had dudes running around on four-wheelers through the pits with a loudspeaker doing the call to lanes because you can't hear anything down there. And then the way he sets it up, like, to stage the cars – if you draw this chip, you're in the right lane. If you draw this chip, you're in the left lane. Blue barrels are left lane. Black barrels are right lane. So, And the barrels have numbers on them. So you just pull up. There's no, like, herding cats mentality. You drew number seven. You're the seventh pair down. You're the right lane. Well, you get your ass and park your freaking car next to the blue barrel. And then wait I appreciate you up. attempting to edit your cuss just now. There's a door. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm just I'm a fan <laughs> of it. Everyone calm down. All right, calm down. So, yeah, it was... It, and I, I figured that out the the first time we went to one of his races. So I'll definitely support Palmetto No Prep like as much as we can, whether we have a car Corey or not. As a person, too, man, he's got it figured out, man. There's a yeah. lot of people that have like messed with clapped out, and since you and I, and I actually let me touch on this real quick. And this is going to be a little bit gushy for you, Rye. So just hold in there. Mm-hmm. Clapped out was dead. I didn't do anything with it. And then when you and I got together to start doing our private videos that we've never posted publicly, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, I've got OnlyFans coming in. Clapped OnlyFans.com. There's a lot of like intense homosexuality in this podcast, which I'm I'm totally fine with. Yeah. So um, that's when this stuff really did kick off, and I felt a giant push and motivation from you, as well as I feel reciprocated. Absolutely. You were power bottom to my top. Everything mm-hmm. was great. However. Um, Corey Stamper and and there's a few other people involved that like have always had a an ability to support or you just feel like the it's a symbiotic relationship and I appreciate what he has done for his own career and it's cool to see him continue to promote and grow I think that's absolutely dope yeah he's gonna be the the people I mean you got people coming from all over the country to run his races. And that's when you know, like, you're doing something right. Because there's, I mean, around us, there's a million of these no preps popping up. And there's two big hitters, Eric Hunt with Dig or Die. And, and I think Corey is definitely uh, a name in that as well. And it's kind of funny. I think I felt like the Southeast, like around here, we were a little late coming to the no prep party because I felt yeah. like it was a very Midwest thing. But it's <clears> like, <throat> dude, it's exploded here and it's become one of the go-to places for it and uh i mean i was a little sketchy about it myself until i started running with with, with john l and sean and brody and these guys and like this is what we want to do can do you want to be a part of this i was like yeah let's let's go i'm all about some sort of anything racing is cool except for bracket racing. hey real quick chris boyette the car's running no prep or slower though so turn your car down and bring it out to a no prep and clean up yeah it's i fucking hate when people say that like it it that's great. If they're slower, then turn your car down and bring it out and race them on no prep. If you saw the small tire it's finals. Easy, it's easy money, right? If he saw the small tire finals, you would 100% change your mind. The dude that won, car called Chicken Hawk, it's FCRX7. Yep. 200 foot, not like stood it on the bumper instantly, 200 foot power wheelie on a gravel road, essentially, and then still set it down and was able to drive around the other guy to take the win. And if that car was not on a mid to low five-second pass, 
I would, I, I would be surprised. And on a surface that, dude, it was, it was insane to watch. It's crazy because even like roll back the clocks, and it's when I—that's a pun about drag racing, no prep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was, man, dude, I has fuck fifteen years now. It's been forever. The first time I saw a car pull this, pull the wheels on the street, I thought I was fucking in a dream. Yeah, I was like, "There's no way." You see shit in movies. What was the? There's an old video. It's like a G body. It was up in New York area where it's like an old grainy. This is like Street Fighter days. And a dude drags the bumper, and I remember this clearly and vividly because it's like on the highway, and when his headlights go up, it lights up the green like highway exit here sign. Yeah, and I was like, this is the baddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so let's. The other thing is that I think when you really break down what it takes to get people talk about racing the surface all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It's I saw I saw something posted that stuck with me, and I'm going to make a shirt out of it. Um, somebody wrote something along the lines of, "Well, the they sayers say blah 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 blah, yeah. naysayers and they sayers, which is my favorite." Everybody in the comments, especially in Fletcher's post, they're like, "You can't. You got to race the surface. You got to race the surface. You got to race the surface is what you have to race. You're racing the track. You're racing against the track." Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could research every single person that said something like that. And find out if they've ever won by racing the track. Yeah. It, I mean, it, obviously it, you have to. It goes without saying. But like, don't preach unless you've been the person in the winner's circle. I'm I'm not preaching one way or the other. I'm just saying how I feel about the situation. I'm not either. And, I'm, and Chris is in here in the comments. And, and Chris, yes, yeah, there are only a handful of people in the fives. So do they have a, anything for somebody at a ducks race? No, probably not. But guess no. what? There. Here's the, here's my the draw for the back of the track no prep stuff to me. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast, so this might seem redundant for those of you who follow along. Uh, any given weekend here in racing season in North Carolina, there's a small tire front track, regular radial tire race, Carolina no time. Lance Stafford puts on a killer event. But if you want to go out there and run all steel, all glass, or uh, small block boost or any of these classes, yes, it's Carolina no time. But let's be serious. We all kind of know what some of these guys run. You got to be 450s or better to even be in the field. And yeah. that car count is going to be maybe eight cars at the, yeah. at the highest level. The payout is going to be six grand tops if they can get those cars to show up. And that rarely happens. So you need a car that costs, let's be serious, like how much does a rolling chassis? You can go to Tin Soldier's grand. Uh, website and look at their like roller yeah. chassis kit. And you can click add to cart and buy it. It's 75 grand for a roller. Yeah. Now, you know, the other thing is, let me, I just want to, don't want to lose this thought because this is something, let's go back just really, really, really quickly. Yeah. The, the, there's some back and forth in the comments. And I want to clarify something. The duck situation, the reason I think it's asinine that, that that event was a spin fest, a pedal fest, a grease trap track, like all this stuff is the fact that that dude puts how much money in his pocket for every one of these events. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only so much you could do with the track prep. I am not the person to ask on what to do with prep the track. But if you read through everybody's commentary about the event, every single person was mentioning the individual that no longer does the track prep for duck leaving. And now the track prep is garbage. Mm-hmm. So do you know who I'm, what I'm talking about here? I can't remember. I know. I know the name of the guy. I'd say is it Wade or something? No. Edwin Morales commented when Wade left the prep left and, and I, there was comments about PJ one being used and all this stuff. So anyway, if you're going to make that type of cash 
on an event. I mean, we did the, I ran the numbers with Bunton at some point on like what we estimated duck to have made on one mm-hmm. of these lights out events from gate and from this and from that. And the type of money you make, I, I don't understand how that track isn't perfect yeah. for those races. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, what I was getting at is to win these fast races. If you want to go to race at ducks level, um, obviously those guys that race at ducks races don't do it those two or three times a year that he puts on races. They race at other places too. So I got to build a car that cost, let's call it like low side, hundred grand, 120 grand to put a car together, to be even remotely competitive in the field. And I'm racing for $6,000 and I have to turn my shit to the moon to push the crank out of the bottom of the car to, to make, to stay door to door with my competition. You have to lean hard on your equipment. Now, yeah. no prep. You could put a car together and conservatively for 40, 50, maybe not even that much. You don't have you to a, you buy a Datsun on South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, dude. You don't have to rag your shit out and lean on it because you're not going to put the power down. You're going to drive it smart. And ah, the so I wouldn't drive smart. The like, I don't know what the payout for Corey's race was. Digger dies last small tire race. It was a hundred something cars in there. Uh, the race that Eric Hunt put on at Rockingham, they're racing for a hundred grand. It's insane. And where else can you go and be in the hunt for the money? Can we talk about who, you, who besides you think, bracket racing? Who do you, yeah, yeah, well, okay, we're not even gonna bring yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? I'm going to count to three and I want you to name the racer in your mind that has played the no prep game, the best made the most money and economically done the best job at stacking checks from no prep events. Okay. Uh, The globe, every no prep racer, every, everybody that you know, that's a big name in no prep on the Mm -hmm. count of three, let's say the same, it's going to be one, two, three. And then you say the name, Okay. you say who you think it is. And I'll say who I think it is. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, Joey, Joey Heichel. Heichel. Yeah. Did you wait for me to say that? No. Okay, good. Because you said it jo- after me. No, it's it's the delay. I said it with you. It's the delay on the it's 100%, Joey. It's 100% yeah. Joey. And everyone, I would love, everyone yeah. go and beat her by I wish bomb. I wish he would come out here. And John L yeah, saying Chicken Hawk. Chicken Hawk's made a killing too, because he won yesterday. He won, I think he won Rockingham, and he wins a lot too. I haven't and seen you much look from at, Joey this look season. Look at that though. car. You look at that RX-7, and you're like, there is no way this thing is. What's Joey been up to? Um, he's, he's back out and running. Uh, I know he did like an end-of-season like recap, and he, he ran through the numbers. Not obviously how much money he won, but uh, he ran through the numbers on like how many races he's won. He's definitely made a career out of small tire street and no prep racing. Like, the car's gangster. There's no other way to go around it. But it's just cool. I just like the dude's. I like the cut of his jib. I like how he pisses people off. <laughs> yeah. So funny to me. But uh, I, I completely understand the draw of no prep. For a while there, I was like, man, I just, I don't like the idea of to go back to uh, what's his name in the comments. Like, I don't like the idea of turning my car down. I don't want to go slower. I want to go as fast as possible. And if I have to, does this make my- you rethink what to do with your car though? And that leads me to the order that I just placed. Did you hear the dogs barking in the background or no? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, That leads me to the order that I placed with uh, 10 soldiers this week. Um, I bought a four link for my car. So I'm going to be putting a whole four link in the back of the car in order to talk it up for a bit. I want to have the best of both worlds. So I've done a 
drastic like i've dug deep into all the rules of the events that i want to race at with which is the drag and drive whether it's hot rod drag week rocky mountain race week sick week streetcar takeover classes and then any of these no prep classes that i want to go out and actually run and none of them require me to retain a stock suspension setup now yes you can do any of those things and do them remarkably well with stock suspension however having a four link on the car opens up your window of chassis tuning substantially so um i bounced the ideas off of jason terrell and shout out to jason because oh, he's such a good dude his immediate response was you can do all that with stock suspension i go i know i can like he didn't try to sell me some stuff that i did not he need. never does i'm like dude i'm trying to hand you a thousand dollars right now <laughs> is that, and that's so, the thing like that price point on all their stuff for the quality of their stuff yeah. is insane i love jason that's another dude i'll gush over yeah if fletcher cox and jason terrell had a kid i would adopt it <laughs> it would also be a really disproportionate looking child. I'm just going to say that It'd be bizarre looking, but so I, uh, shout out. Yeah. I, I, after talking in, in, um, not consolidating, consolidating, consoling. What's the word? Consulting, consulting. consulting. There consolidating. It is. I consolidated <laughs> the shit out of Jason last night. After talking to Jason over there, at tin soldiers. And, uh, we came to the realization that like, yeah, this is probably the, the better direction to go so i can have the car set up to go and run on flypaper and try to hammer this thing as far down into the sevens and hopefully one day sixes on small tires as i can and if i get rowdy i can put a whole bunch of weight in the back of the car move the bars around and we can go toot it up and go run some no prep stuff so that means you're still putting the 25.1 cage in yeah it? oh yeah yeah that's all that's all happening dumb the car is sitting in a storage unit right now, awaiting surgery. Can you give us the address and the number of your unit, please? <laughs> no, nice try. <laughs> Four inches bent to the left. Um, man, I'm still just so... Just oh, just, it, and... Okay. Oh! <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. So we, we went to the, the no prep race. Uh, we shot ourselves in the foot first round. So we drew Trevor Whitaker. God, that dude. Just, what a bro. First of all, he's such a bro. Trevor's like full. He's like, he's grandfather, bro. He's not old enough to be grandfather. He you, probably is actually 32 years old. He looks old as shit. I was like, Trevor, if you're watching, you need to moisturize. Has not been kind to your hair. No, you look terrible. I mean, hairline, fantastic. I'm just kidding. I, I all of what I said was just to be mean. I don't know <laughs> that. It, I don't believe he looks old, but Pappy, grandpappy Whitaker. It so which on, sounds like I'm a grandfather's last name. I'm almost to the track. John L. texts me. He's like, hey, we drew Trevor first round. I'm like, oh. You just turned it. around? <laughs> damn it. Well, like, we we went and tested out here uh, on the street, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's it's no prep. Anything can happen. And um, I was like, we, we have a good handle on this. So I got there, and I put pretty much everything we could put on the scramble button. I said, look, if he's out, just grab the scramble. And he's like, okay. Uh, so we lined up. It's a clean race, and Trevor's out by, I think, four cars. John L. shuts the car down, and uh, we pull back around. Why, what happened? Why was he so far out? Get to that. And uh, Sorry. I feel bad for John L. I don't know why I'm being No, it asshole. took me, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, dude, there's we, – we're just thinking, like, I could have put so much more power in the car. I didn't think the surface was going to be as good as this. Oh, and I'm I just like – I'm in complete denial. I'm like, fuck, man. We played it way too safe, played it way too safe. And then me and John L are sitting next to each other on the trailer. And I turn, I go, my eyes go like this. I'm like, did you turn the CO2 on? 
and John L didn't even say anything. He just puts his hands in his face. No, his hands, oh, and he's like, man. "Oh, should we and make a John like, L T-shirt?" Um. So I, I texted CO2 on. I texted John L this morning. And I was like, "I need you to go out and measure how big your dashboard is because I'm going to cut you a sticker that says turn yes. the fucking CO2 on." But I'm we calling to, this I'm the Darlington Curse because Drag Week 2018 when I was there. Me and Scott from Drag Week. Can you refresh my memory about this? We're messing with the CO2 bottle in my car, trying to get the regulator to turn up. And after messing with it, I go out and I make a pass. And the car launches really good. And then I feel it lay over. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I realized it's the CO2 was off because we were playing with the bottle. So I come back around a hot lap and make another hit. Bam, eight second pass. Then private test session when we went there in 2020, in December, uh, Second, no, not Capone Scott, Scott Sublet, my friend Scott. Scott from Drag Week and Capone Scott are two different people, David. Uh, there's only one Scott from Drag Week, and that's my Scott. Yes. So I'm not trying to be an asshole, David, but how dare you? <laughs> are you? You must be new here. Are you new, David Cyrus, guy with two first names? So, first indication two first names, David Cyrus. Scott from Drag Week is a private He's test treasure <laughs> private test session 2020 i let go of the button on the car for what was supposed to be our first quarter mile pass and it's a turd i forgot to turn the co2 on and then yesterday same thing again so i'm calling it the drag or the, the darlington curse so uh it's not gonna happen fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame, shame on, on me you. again and then fool me three <laughs> times shame on john l because i wasn't driving so <laughs> Well, you were, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. You are the man that put the tune up in the car. I know. I know. John L so, was like, and, listen, and you're, John L was also equally responsible. <laughs> John if, I, like, if you pull me up and you haven't, if you, you are there to help the car, right? You're I just know. as liable. I'm, I'm new to this being the help guy. John L's like, listen, I'm just saying if, uh, if I was outside of the car, I wouldn't have forgot to turn the CO2 on. That's all I'm going to say. No, it's like, it's a, I'm not going to, I can't argue with the dude. He's got a valid point. He's like, your catch cans would be drained. The methanol would be topped off. You'd be fueled up and the fucking CO2 would be on. All you'd have to do is pull data logs. I was like, touche. Yeah. You're a shitty uh, friend. Sorry, buddy. So Trevor, we Ritter, make sure this makes rise sucks shirts instead. <laughs> so Trevor uh, ran out of our lives in first round and then continued his, same reign of terror throughout the entire day running over the likes of billy the kid from the street racing channel like probably one of the biggest upsets of the day honestly and that's what not kind of was that the s10 or whatever yeah and that's not a slight against trevor that billy just races a lot and he's pretty good on whatever surface he goes down and he usually has a handle on it but trevor put a gap on him and uh continued that all the way to the finals and uh so shout out to trevor whitaker I sent him a message. I, I got I got to review the GoPro footage, but I sent Trevor a message. Said thank you for letting us document this and be a part of it. And uh, super nice guy that he is. He said, "Hey, I was a fan of yours before you were a fan of mine." So very humble. Oh, what a good dude. A nice guy. He so goes nice in the guy. bucket of good dudes. You <laughs> a good dude bucket, and he's going to be in there. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to touch on a couple things. I was thinking of a joke there, but I couldn't come up with something. I was going to say, physically is this, to touch on. Is this going to get? Is this how you get canceled? No, <laughs> no. If I call, I just I called Duck a cuck a second ago, and we're not canceled. I think we're okay. Um, it's whatever. So clapped out. Um, 
couple things. Rye went on a spree and he posted five videos where to where I posted none for like a solid four to five months of time. I have now posted five videos what? and Rye's last video was three months ago. Check the numbers. I promise you they're right. So the next <laughs> video that gets posted has to be from Rye and he has to commit to posting a video. We have to do what we did before and post videos weekly. And I'm, I'm calling you out live on the podcast to make sure this happens. Is that something you can do? Yes. This is fun because he can't yell at me live because he wants to be the cool calm the guy. He's checking the numbers, but I swear it's right. Son of a bitch. Oh, shit. The last time we did a video was the last Palmetto Nope. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been five months. So rise back in the saddle. Everybody hold him accountable. That's number one. Number two, a lot of people, there's a couple people in the comments asking, and uh, I want to touch on this as well. There are changes coming to the Clapped Out web store. And you behind me, you see a bunch of empty racks. So we've converted the spare room in our house to be just clapped out apparel, merchandise, all that stuff. So we'll be able to fulfill orders in a timely fashion very soon. However, prior to being able to do that, we have to get all of our merchandise restocked. We sold out of every, I have like seven hoodies left. Everything else sold out. So we have a ton of new stuff coming. Um, koozies and decals and shirts and hats and everything. So everybody that has asked or messaged me, Number one, I appreciate the hell out of the inquiries. I think it's awesome because when Ryan and I dream up a design and we throw it down and to have some people ask about when they can purchase it, it's a, it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Um, we're making a lot of stuff in-house too, one of which you can see. I think you dug on these, the clapped tiki hoodie or mm -hmm. uh, koozies. Um, we'll have a bunch of bespoke stuff. So a lot of the shirts and, and sweatshirts and stuff that we put up that we make in-house rather than sublet out to like custom ink or any of these companies. Those are going to be limited runs. They're going to be expensive comparatively to the other stuff because it's way more money to make. So we're not like raking in tons of money, but like $26 for a t-shirt, it sucks to pay. But the sublimation paper, the heat press, the junk it takes to make it is just so expensive that I, I have to, we have to charge what we have to charge. Um, that's why we're only going to do limited runs of that stuff. But we have shirts coming. We got stickers, hats, all that stuff's coming. So I appreciate everybody's inquiry there, but the stuff is coming. We're going to have it ready. And when the web store launches, we'll talk about it on the podcast that it refers to. It should be one week, two weeks from now, I think one week yeah. from now, but I'm stoked on that. Hey, Rye. Yeah. Man, I don't have like a corny, like way to bring this up. I but... already know where you're going, but so get out of my head. I blew the clutch up in my daily drive. I, I knew, <laughs> I knew it. And you know the thing is, I love driving my Corvette, but I hate the idea of having an unreliable clutch kit. Do you have any it. recommendations on what kind of clutch I should go with? There's only wait, 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 wait. Also, before you answer that question, mm -hmm. I'd like to upgrade the camshaft. Uh huh. But also. Uh, I kind of want to turbo it at the same time. Oh my what goodness! What combination of parts would you use? to support the clutch the engine and possibly well, a turbocharger for my corvette first thing you're gonna first you're gonna want to head over because with, with this with the cam and turbo situation here you're gonna just grenade any other clutch any clutch any clutch. there's no there's no clutch that'll work except except what can i, can I finish can i can i finish <laughs> <laughs> except a monster clutch from monster clutch monster clutches 
So Steve Addison and the boys over at Monster Clutches. Oh, a bunch of attractive bucket of good dudes. Dude, they also, not only are they fantastic to look at, smell terrific, um, they also put out some do a pretty, lot of missionary work in Haiti. And uh, put out some pretty bitching clutches. Yes. They have yes, a they series do. of high-performance clutches. Everything from a stock standard replacement clutch all the way up to the highest horsepower levels that you can think of for your streetcar upwards of 2000 horsepower uh monster clutches has you covered and they have a variety of kits that are a direct replacement into basically any of your oem cars whether it's pontiac gm i say pontiac first why do i even pontiac doesn't even exist anymore gm How dare you the big three we'll just say the big three ford chevy dodge all right they have you covered over there at monster clutches and they are also the presenting sponsor to the clapped out podcast so support those Support, support us. those that support us brian tilly racing btr homies were on site at lights out i apologize they had to watch that spin fest that sucks um but a btr powered bullet nigel alexander going yes. 420s i don't know i didn't follow up I sh- i'm a terrible human being for this but that car went like 440s and it and they were like man i hate to be stoked about this but i'm stoked about this i'm thinking to myself that's insane to me I st- anyway um matt and brian and nick i think we're all there trackside. so shout out to btr for being supporters they've also jumped on board for the caprice build which is super awesome that's dope um and then also rounding the combination of partners forced performance turbochargers robert young one of the people that supports nick taylor's 17 foot tall ass yeah um good dudes good turbos the, the entire mid-america customs fleet and those guys roll deep dude yeah deep dudes deep like every they i don't know how many people they had coming with them from indiana but i was joking with them I'm like i can't get but three idiots to follow me to a track three hours away and you guys are driving three states away with a whole goddamn convoy hey Wes, you're like are you guys going to protest the the truck drivers and they're like no man we're going racing we're going racing Wes Ellis just called you out in the comments but i saw that yeah speaking of videos rye would love to see your videos I know. He gets so everybody know, listening. Rye gets so mad at me when I say so. He get, he gets <laughs> you can just see it on his face. He just gets so salty when I call him out. I hate it that you hate it. You don't hate it. You love it that I hate it. I know I do. I get off yeah. on it. Forceperformance.shop. Direct bolt-on turbochargers for uh 4G63s, uh Evo, uh Subaru, all kinds of even side-by-sides. It's ridiculous. I got the there. zona rotor stuff up there too. Plus the FP Street Series turbos, their whole race set up, the HD, the Happy Dragon series, a low cost alternative. Oh, we are your... sold out of the 8088s. We have 85s left at Dynasty. Uh, you should get looking. some more of those 8088s because we made some sauce with some their gas. 8082. We on put it down kill, on Killface's old short block. That 8082, it is a animal. monster. Monster clutches. It's so good. It's so good. So uh, shout out to everybody that helps us out with this. And uh, I also want to apologize. Like I think last podcast, no, two podcasts ago, I said the word super dope. Like so many. Do you go back and listen to these? Sometimes. Yes. I can't do it. I hate the sound of my voice. I don't know how we, anyone watches us. I go back through to check like audio levels. And how much did Logan cuss? No, it's more like how many times did Logan blow the microphone out? Oof. I blow a lot of mics. I'm like, okay, I should go back and edit. (laughs) Nothing. Did you do the blow a lot of mics joke? You're not even going to acknowledge it. 
the hell, man? Are you last, good? What's Mike's last name? There you go. Depends, <laughs> depends on the day. Come on, dude. But you uh, are tired. Yeah, we are. You up. Yeah, Sean Bagby and John L are both gonna. The whole the whole North Carolina clapped out fleet here is gonna be on FP here real soon. So I don't have any friends, so I don't have a fleet. I have yeah. my guitar and uh, a mug. It is a very sad looking room in the background there. I don't it know. Is you know it's so st- barren. It looks like you just moved in to a studio apartment. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a lot going on. This is like when I started the podcast like this, so you can't tell what's behind me. Yeah, no, we got a lot of good stuff happening. Everything good is happening. Nothing yeah, it's, bad. It's Logan's studio apartment. He's broadcasting from his kitchen, which is also his bedroom, which is also his living room. So if you wonder why your shirts smell like cooked bacon, because he cooked bacon right next to your shirts oh no dude studio apartment's great i could take a ship and flip a pancake same time take a ship shit flip a pancake at the same time i did i had a friend that lived in la and she had an apartment that was old hotels and they turned them into apartments and um it was literally like you could sit on the toilet and you could cook an omelet have you ever sat kidding you could literally do it at the same time have you ever sat backwards on the toilet ac slater style I didn't know there was a different way to sit on it. That's how I always sit on the toilet. If you sit backward, yeah, and you got the platform in front of you, so you can yeah. like eat how a I do the cereal. podcast. Yeah, most days. Oh, that makes so much sense. You know what? Should we start podcasting from the back of the toilet? <laughs> we need to pick a day and do it. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> Every time we call each other, we're and this in the is at the end of the anyway. podcast. Don't let anybody know it's the bathroom. Then we just both stand up and walk away. <laughs> Oh god! Everybody's been watching for 30, 40 minutes. Like, whoa, whoa, dude, fuck! You know, you're in fantasy language. You're saying that people watch for thirty or forty minutes. I know most people log off of me. Actually, we've had a decent little crowd today. You know who we need back on the podcast is James Tall. Yes, Um, him in. um, Oh, Finnegan, Matthew Matthew Stelly, Matt Stelly. You familiar with this gentleman? Uh, Got an S two thousand. Yes, 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 yes. So this is a joke that I told him that his last name is Steli, And I asked him, this is such a dumbass. I don't know why I brought this up, but I was proud of it. I said, Matt, when, when you were single, did you ever hand a girl your cell phone and say, Hey, yo girl, why don't you give that Steli to Steli? Pop it on in there. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking a brilliant pickup line. Oh, is that not like, good? Well, if they don't know his last name, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible all the way. Around. There's nothing good about it, but but it's oh, it we, we still need to do our dad joke off, jerk off, joke joke off. Well, there's two clapped only fans and clapped out or two yeah, separate yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, we but should I, do our clapped out jerk off. Session. I mean, clapped dads. I have to find my book because uh, Maya hit it somewhere. I don't blame her. Every time I call you, you got another damn dad joke geared up, and I'm not like hating on it because I'm a fan of them. But man, dude. <laughs> I don't know how I missed this, but Trevor, um, no, I am not sponsoring. Well, Clapped Out will sponsor you with stickers and maybe some apparel used. I'll give you what I have in my closet, but I'm not wiring your car for free. Is that dickhead asking for a hand? I hate Trevor Whitaker. <laughs> I hate that man. He said, I'm here 10 minutes ago. We both missed it. <laughs> hey, Rye. Yes. Why aren't koalas actually bears? Why? They don't meet the qualifications. 
my god. <laughs> oh man i need my book yeah make sure i have it next week we'll study up i'm gonna have my ashes stored in a glass urn remains to be seen Mm. (laughs) it's all me i'm dusting up this mfr all right last one you ready yes oh i gotta scroll to it (laughs) you can't laugh at your own what do you call what do you call a bed this is this is politically charged what do you call a bedpan in Russia? What? A Putin. <laughs> a Putin. A Putin. Oh. His name is Putin. This has been. I'm sorry that we ended on this note, but woo! That's I blew the mic out. I had to do it once. This has been the Clapped Out Podcast presented by. Thanks for joining us. Monster Clutches in association with Force Performance in. Brian Tooley Racing. My name is Ry Clamp. Let's take him out with some soft jazz. What do you say, Rye? Yep, let's go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. My name is Rye. That is my co-host, Logan Tarrant. And this has been the Clapped Out Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Be safe. Stay positive. And love your life. It went a little bit 70s pop there, disco-y. I, I keep trying to hit any, I know. Any, it's I, really I, hard. I'll just I keep never, singing until you're done. I never <laughs>